Good morning and welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning together Toldos Revi'i, the fourth Aliyah in Parshas Toldos. The topic of our Aliyah is the second Philistine alliance and it is seven Pesukim long, running from Perik Chav of Pasuk Chav Gimel to Chav Tes. Let's take a look at the basic structure of the Aliyah and then we're going to look at some questions. So we're told that Yitzhak at this point in time leaves and goes to the area of Be'er Sheva and Hashem appears to him at night and says, I am the God of Avram your father. Don't fear, I am with you. I'm going to give you a blessing in, in because of Avram and the blessing I was promising to Avram Avinu. So at this point in time, Yitzhak wakes up in the morning, he builds an altar, he calls the name of Hashem and he puts his tent down there. And his servants start digging another well in this new place. At this point in time, we hear that Avi, um, Abimelech comes from Grar. He comes out to Be'er Sheva, where uh, Yitzhak is at this point, and he has Achuzas Mere'ehu, and he has Fichol, his, his uh, general with him. And he comes, and Yitzhak says, well, why are you coming to me now? You hated me, you kicked me out. Well, why do you want me now? So I said, no, we see that Hashem has been with you, and we said, let's not there be, let, 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 let there be a alliance, an, an Allah, which is a severe type of curse on breaking the, um, an alliance with us and then we can we can leave. So uh, they go on to say, look, you know, we, um, we see that Hashem is being good to you and we have not done anything wrong to you and because we've been so good to you, um, let's make a peace between us and um, Hashem should be blessed because of this unity. So there are a lot of basic questions to think about when it comes to this Aliyah. Number one, question number one is, why does Hashem need to come to Yitzhak in a dream right now? Why does he need this assurance? So the Ramban says, well, from Yitzhak's perspective, he's, it's, it could be quite disconcerting. He's been exiled by the king of Gerar on the land that his father had been promised. And he's now being persecuted by these jealous people. So he feels very rejected. He feels that there's something not going right. Is he going to be living a lifetime of persecution and, and, and injustice? HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes to him and says, don't worry, you're going to be all right. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm giving you, I'm going to continue to give the blessing that I gave your father. It's all right, you're continuing the right mission. I will be with you like I was with your father. Um, and th that's why the next episode is Avimelech coming with his whole entourage, even a greater entourage than um, Avram had received when Avram was, was greeted by Avimelech and Fichal in Pasha's Vayera, because Hashem is ultimately putting it in their minds to favor Yitzchak, and that's the promise that he's receiving at night because of the travails that Yitzchak has gone through just recently. Who are the Achuzas Mere'eyu? Rashi and Mulvah Farshim explain this is a group of his closest advisors and his friends who come out with him. This is obviously seen as a respectful sign to Yitzhak to receive such a court. Another question is why do they use the name of Hashem, not Elohim? If you notice that when Avimelech and Fichol come out to Avraham in Vayera, in the sixth Aliyah, they say Elohim asher God is with you in everything that you do. In this case, they say, Ki ro'inu, we have seen, Ki Hashem imanu, that's the shame Havaya of Hashem is with you. So the Me'ashilach is quoted in the Beis Yaakov, um, and Pasha's told us, Lama Beis points out that the, Avram Avinu had a different midah to Yitzhak. He had the midah of Chesed. And Yitzhak's midah was Gvura, which required a little more careful thought and perception to see that Hashem is in fact with him. So what's really happening over here is is that they see they they are seeing you know we have to dig deeper to see and perhaps that's why they're saying that Baruch it's a deeper perspective to see Hashem is with him more than just Elohim as well.
you'll notice that in this in the in this whole negotiation that uh, that Yitzhak does not reprimand them as his father did. Avram Avinu talked about the wells which were stolen. Yitzhak does not put onto the table on the negotiating table for this covenant the wells that have been blocked up and being sent out. Yitzhak does not play as hardball as yeah, Avram Avinu had when it came to this covenant. Now, what is it that they want exactly? Why are they here? Why are they, why are they coming with this, this whole entourage? So, obviously, as we saw a moment ago, it's because Hashem wanted them to come. But from their perspective, what was it that, that, that made them get up and, and come to Yitzhak in Beresheva? So Ramban says, Avimelech is concerned that Yitzhak will renege on his side of the covenant. And Yitzhak is a very powerful person. After all, they just expelled him and they treated him very badly. And they were concerned that if Yitzhak were to uh, respond to them in any way, he would be within his rights to uh, to actually to renege on his side of the covenant. So they said, well, let's let's fix this up right now. Uh, Sorotskin points out that they frame it as they're needing to tighten up the covenant from being a shvur to being an Allah. And Allah is a curse for breaking this. So really their excuse for saying it is, we just wanted to be a little stronger, a little better. But the truth is, is that really they're concerned, as the Ramban points out, that Yisok has the full license now to break the covenant because they did too. So they're trying to tell a story, but really they're covering up another story. The Malin points out an additional idea, and that is, is that they now see that his blessing is not as a function of being upon their land. Before, and they, they, they thought and perhaps accused that Yitzhak was only successful because he was living on Philistine territory. He was in the, the fields and valleys of Gerar. If that's the case, that's why you're successful, and really you're taking away our good. However, says the Malbim, <coughs> when they realize that his success is independent of their land, then they say, wait a second, we want part of this as well. A couple observations for the course of Jewish history. Rav Hirsch points out that it is very common, it's a facet in Jewish history, that Jews will often keep their end of the bargain, and the person or the entity or the country on the other end will not keep their side of the bargain, but nonetheless hold Israel to their side of it. So this you'll see in most recent years in Oslo, when the Oslo Accords were meant and there were certain things that were expected, and, this, and many of the things that were expected on the Palestinian side were not kept. But the Jews are still always held, Israel is still held to Oslo, and anything that is done is not in concert with Oslo. On the Israel side is taken as an egregious international offense. Whereas the education and the terror, which continues on the other side, is not necessarily um, buckled down on to the same degree. But that is a common facet in Jewish history. Here's Yitzhak being mistreated, but also being um, expected to, uh, to re reconstitute a covenant which was not kept by the other side. Um, and Rav Sorotskin points out in Azraim Torah that when nations kick, kick Jews out of their country, they seize their assets, they destroy the, the wells they dug, which is what's happening to Yitzhak, Oftentimes they claim that they really are such great benefactors. Why? Because they didn't hurt them. And if you listen to the words over here, these are words which are true in all Jewish history. They say, look, We did just good to you. Meaning, although we expelled you and took all your assets, and we gave you a very hard time, but we did just good for you. This is a perception that we have so many times in Jewish history about nations which hosted Jews and then turns around afterwards and says, you know, we weren't that bad. We were actually really good. And unfortunately, if we look at it with a micro, uh, uh, and without much, um, without much analysis, it becomes obviously and patently clear that it was not a good treatment. It was their own rationale as to how they, for their own moral compass, needed to rationalize why it was that they did what they did. With this, we close the fourth aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.